and we're live. Remember, everybody was like that when when we went live, when they um when they would go live or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Theories and Thoughts podcast. How y'all doing out there? With your host is Anya and Fancy. Yeah, we decided not to do the countdown today, so we are trying to share to our page really quickly. Um, please bear with us. We have. Uh, is that your phone? <laughs> My bad. It's okay. How are y'all doing today? Please put down in the comments where you are viewing from. Let us know who is viewing us and where you're from, where you're from. While we're doing this, I would like to give a shout out to my little sister. She is 20. She's the baby of the bunch. She is 20 years old today. So shout out to Destiny Davis. On her birthday, she's a future doctor. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, y'all. I mean, sis, I say y'all, because I was about to say my other sister is going to be um, a pharmacist, so she's going to be a doctor, too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, both of them go to Xavier. So, I'm, like, so proud of them. She's in her second year of college. Anyway, hey, fans, how was your... You had a, a bomb week. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm weak and weekend, so tell us about it. And I'm feeling the effects of it right now, I think. But um, so yeah, I've attended Epic Woman in uh Frisco at the Omni last week, and it was from um Wednesday until Saturday. So I was in Frisco from Tuesday until yesterday. And um, the event is hosted by April Franks. That's my coach. I'm part of the CEO collective. And it was just like really good. But I was really excited because when I went to the event last year in October in Atlanta, I was like, you know, I was watching the women and just like, oh, I want to be able to take the stage. You know, I want to be on that stage one day. I want to be a success story. And so I was really honored because April ended up in, in like, I would say invite, but she kind of just was like, you went on the stage today. So, <laughs> so I was like really um, just excited, you know, to be able to uh, take part in that. Now, I still want to take the stage as a as a main speaker in time. But just to be able to have that part of the experience was like, you know, it meant a lot to me. Um, and also just, you know, it was like just her seeing my growth also meant a lot to me as well. And then of course I got to spend some time with you and I also got to spend some time with my pod mates because I didn't get to like meet with them when they all went to Phoenix earlier in the year. So that was like really good because it helped like to break that ice. Um, and just kind of really, as, as I kind of mentioned to you, us get to know each other as a person because we're all always kind of um, interacting more so as business owners, you know? So we really got to see like, okay, yeah, I'm a business owner, but I'm also this, this, and this, and I'm dealing with this, this, and that. And it was like really eye opening for one, but also just, I just love the whole Frisco scene at DFW. Just uh, you and I went to the comedy show and you were sharing it on our, um, we both were sharing it across the social media. So y'all can find some stuff from there. But um also, just I liked being somewhere where there were other people that I could hang out with. Like that was so different for me um, as opposed to being here in Baton Rouge. So it was just like a transformational. But and then I'm forgetting the main thing. And from all of that, I was able to come up with my finding fancy um, 
right now it's kind of like a campaign, but it's actually um, my 60 day, when my 90 day journey to $60,000. And I, again, that was also inspired by April and something that she said when she was just telling us, imagine how, you know, the person that we could be 90 days from now. So my 90 days started on May 1st. I'm also taking advice of my therapist and one of my podmate sisters. And I am a, uh, embracing my singleness i guess you'd say or i am now single again and i'm gonna be single for the next six months and uh i might even try to year if i make it through the first six months so i think that is possibly what i'm most afraid of i think i could do the 60k but it's the the that single time you know and i've really been i've felt it last night i've even just been feeling it today but i don't like it you already be doing all this stuff on your own so but as i was just kind of explaining like i don't like the loneliness but i am blogging about all of this y'all on um youtube so you all can find it under finding fancy and then Anya also says she take this journey with me as far as like um from the business aspect of it so i also sent that a um email inviting my email network to join me but if anybody else is interested in joining me then like y'all can just hit me up i'm gonna actually drop my email in the chest because i'm thinking like just i kind of see it growing into something else and um yeah i'm just looking forward to it i'm just ready to see who i'm gonna be in 90 days in 90 days i'm supposed to be um, either in Jamaica or the Dominican Republic. So uh, I hope to be giving y'all the results from there. And that's going to be my first time out of the country, possibly my first real vacation. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to everything. So how was your weekend? First of all, I was going to talk about you because you ain't, I, I, I just been hearing about this Jamaica, Dominican Republic here recently. You ain't invite me nowhere. It's, it's part, it's our um, second retreat for the collective. So that's how I'll be, you know, um, going with the group. But of course, I still got to get there and all of that. And I just, I'm so nervous though. I'm just like, okay, I got to get the passport. And, you know, I don't you know. Need the passport. You need to be on, working on your passport now. I, I don't know. know why you're saying Facebook user. I was just looking at that. I don't know why I'm saying that either. I don't, we, we can't say y'all names because it's saying Facebook user for some time, for some reason today. So. Yeah. Okay, so Fancy was telling me all about this, uh, um, her 90 days journey. So my 90 days journey is really going to be health and wellness along with business transformation. So I have health issues. Um, not really big. One of my girlfriends got on me today. And if you don't have a girlfriend who will get you together, get rid of your friends. My sisters, they get me together. <laughs> my friends, they get me together. Those who be knowing. Like, if I don't let you know, then you'll know. So I haven't been taking my blood pressure medicine. Because I ain't had it. I know. Don't. We on live. Don't fuss at me. Thank you. <laughs> I know. I'm probably going to hear it. And because with my insurance, they want me to go through CVS and Caremark. And last time that they tried that, CVS kept saying that they didn't have my medicine. Caremark, it was just this. It was annoying. So I just was like, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to wait to call my doctor and tell her to switch my prescription to somewhere else. So one of my girlfriends was like, uh, did you call your doctor yet? <laughs> Patrice, she got on me. Patrice is going to actually be on next week. So y'all get to meet her, her and Devin. So uh, <laughs> Patrice was like, um, why? ma'am call your doctor so i did that today um and my best friend nietzsche i always talk about her she's going to her her husband are going to um mexico in july 
So there's a bathing suit that she wanted. She was like, I got this little pooch. So she's starting to work out. So it's like, okay, I can start on this work, this, this, this um health thing, you know, and mm-hmm. exercise and stuff, because that's what she's gonna be talking about. And with you, the business aspect of it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, somebody, Johnny. Yeah, I see him. Well, I don't see the comment, but I see his name. Yeah. Just saying too, because I also um just you know for me it's more of a even though I am doing the business aspect of it, it is more of a spiritual journey. I do see it that way, you know. And so I've been making certain that I've I've meditated the past two mornings. Is it three? Two. The two mornings. And just um I need to get back to my walking, but I'm just trying to get my energy back up from the traveling and stuff. I just said that I have my bike here and I'm like, I need to ride my bike. Um I just told Chloe, give me the the little key fob to our uh, apartment gym so I can start going there. If I wake up in the morning and I've been waking up early enough to go lately so mm-hmm. I can wake up in the morning and actually go and work out. I prefer to work out in the morning. I do too. Um, so I want to do that or even just get out with my bike and ride 30 minutes or 45 minutes or something like that before I go into the office. So and that's where I'm at, just putting together plans and working it out. I'm thinking about getting an office space. Thinking about getting an office space. I went and looked at one today that I really, really, really like. And it's 660. And everybody's like, so what are you going to use it for? What are you going to do it for? This and that third. And I'm like, get it out. Because right now, I'm literally in my house. And I just feel like, you know, if I get my office space, when I come home, Everything is at the door and I can be, you know, and my niece and them live here and they know not to come home during this time, but they live here. They pay rent, you know. So, you know, you have your little office, you have your office space and everything. And I'm literally in the living room, (laughs) you know, so I can do the podcast from there. I can write from there. And when I was in college, it was easier for me. I used to go to the um, library to write my papers and do my research, but really just to get away. Cause that's at the time when I had my um, my brother's kids and it was all at the house. So I would go literally to the library and get one of those rooms that, I don't know if they have them at y'all libraries, but yeah, they have one of them and being there by myself. And and I, I liked it. So I looked at the office and I just feel like it'd be more professional and business. And I am, you know, as I grow as a confidence coach, I can have people come in and we can talk about that, you know, and everything. So, yeah. So that's what my 90 days journey is. It's really picking up and doing what I said I'm said I'm going to do. That's what my, my nine days journey is. And I'm excited. I'm really, really, really excited. And I'm nervous at the same time. So, yeah, we can see first. Hey, Sharona. I don't know. So um, I had a great time with you. I was in my feelings because you were spending so much time with them other people and you was here in my city. But, you know, I, I live. I'll be all right. Um, we went to the comedy show on Wednesday. So that was awesome. I really enjoyed my time with you. And I, I kept saying, oh, you just need to move here. You just need to move here so we can do stuff like this and we can cover it and we can talk about it. Because we don't get a lot of footage because we are out in different places. And I think that also I need to be mindful that when I do go places, I need to do videos and stuff. Like I didn't post nothing about the rail remix on our page and I need to. I might yeah. throw up a video or whatever. So um, this weekend I had an event with one of my with 
two of my girlfriends, where well, it was one of my girlfriends and her sister. Her sister has become one of my girlfriends too. It is called the Row Remix, where it's pretty much turned into a party trolley. <laughs> so it was literally the street, like if you're from New Orleans or whatever, you it's like the street court. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it was. And we had food, drinks, and dancing and everything. So I really, really, really enjoyed that. It was something different. Um, our goal was to set out to do something for adults, where adults could come out. It wasn't too late. So it was between 7 and 9 on a Saturday. So if you need to get up for church or you just need to kind of wind down or your babysitter is going to leave at a certain time, you can still make it. One of my girlfriends was like, any time to get out the house, she was there. And see, I don't like clubs. So it wasn't a club atmosphere, you know. I mean, we danced and stuff, but we played games and did karaoke and all of that as well. So I really, 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 really enjoyed it. Um, Sunday, we had our brand shoot. Uh, So, you know, with any brand, you have to just keep um, up-to-date pictures. (laughs) So while Fancy was in town, town, um, took advantage of that to go and hang out and um and shoot with Lisa. Lisa used to be my assistant. She is a photographer. So we shot with Lisa. Autumn did our makeup and hair. <laughs> I still have my hair up. It's yeah, her up, but it was falling. So I just pulled it into a ponytail. <laughs> Autumn did that and um and then we went to Sweet Georgia Brown. <laughs> and I just ate some of our sausage <laughs> for sweet. <laughs> The rest of it. And I put in, because um, on Tuesdays we have sushi in our cafe at work. Mm-hmm. So I didn't eat the rest of my t- my turkey wing tonight. I meant today for lunch, so I'm going to bring it tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, we, this was like, okay, what am I going to eat? It was so good. I ended up, uh, I ate like twice out of my plate. And then I was just like, I don't want to be, because the, the beef tips ended up like spilling all along the bottom of that bag. Mm. I didn't want to put that in my car. So I was like, dang, I really hate the ladies, but I don't want to take no chances. So, because my seats are light. So, so yeah. Well, Fancy had beef, beef tips. I had collard greens, macaroni, rice, and turkey wings. And I had sausage. <laughs> That's how that's how the weekend went. Um, did you? I mean, we got two minutes before our. Oh wow! Do you oh, want? I was like, "What the time even going?" Well, you could go into the one store and then um, we could do the TAT question. Okay, so there's a story circulating about a six um, a mother of six who helped her friend leave an abusive relationship, and the thought was, I, I seen a lot of people actually putting. Um, that's why I mind my business. I'm, I'm always mind my business. I know this, that, and third. And I always tell my friends, I mind my business and I mind a business because if I'm close to you, one news article actually said it was her best friend. And if that's anything like my best friend, my best friend is like my sister. And, you know, like fancy is like my sister. So if she's telling me she's in an abusive relationship and she needs help out, I'm going to be like, let's get you out of there. Or what have you. So many people had different opinions and we wanted to ask the question. So the TNT question of the week is, would you help out a friend who is who is in an abusive relationship? Would you? So the, the news article read that um, the boyfriend had tried to come after the friend with a hammer earlier in February. 
but he lured her. What you was about to say? Well, I, I I don't know. I couldn't remember if it was a hammer or what. I read one of them, but one of them, when I was looking at the fact that he had been in her house earlier that day. Yeah, he had came to her house earlier that day, and then he lured her out to her house to her car. Um, she did have a gunshot to her head and other bruises. So another thing was it didn't say where the best friend was. I, that I was, did wonder about that as well. I was wondering about that. So my 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 answer is yes. If my friend, especially my best friend, calls me and say, I'm trying to leave, and I already know it's an abusive relationship and she's ready to leave and everything, I'm helping. I'm helping. Fancy. I would say I would help, but as I've always mentioned, just um, from one of the interviews I did with a, a domestic violence advocate like years ago, I always remember her telling me that we shouldn't tell people just go, you know? Um, and I remember her telling me the story about like someone telling someone that, and then they were in a restaurant eating and the man came in and actually decapitated the woman. So with that, I always kind of think like if I were to help, I would be strategic about the help. I would be more so trying to point them in the directions of or other organizations. And luckily I do know enough people where is there somebody I feel like I should be able to reach out to and ask for some type of additional assistance or something, or, um, you know, get some insight about like how to best help them. But I would definitely try to help, you know, to whatever extent that I could, um, but I, I wouldn't, I still would be mindful of that, not just, you know, not just telling them, oh, just leave, because they do need right. to have the proper measures in place. And right. I think Loretta said, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, I think Loretta said uh, most definitely. Yeah. And and that's, and I'm with her, I'm with you as well. Um, be strategic in that. I would never tell you to leave, but I'm going to tell you that um, I'm one of those people that I will tell you, you know what? <laughs> um, whatever you decide, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have your back on that. Whatever right. you decide, whatever it is that you want to do, I'm gonna I'm gonna have your back. But I'm never I'm not gonna say leave. I'm not gonna say, you know, um, you should do this, you should do that, you should do whatever. Because leaving your spouse or wherever is a hard thing, and I dealt with emotional abuse. And, you know, we've talked about that. I've, I've, I've dealt with that. And in dealing with that, you couldn't tell me to leave him. It had to be when I realized what, what it was. <laughs> I realized what it was and I had to put a name to it. And I was like, I'm, I don't want to deal with this anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. And most times they have to realize, you know, as well for themselves, like what it, what the situation is. Well, let's go to the theories and thoughts deep dive commercial. When we return, we'll be back with our guest. You know, and I had a chance to just talk talk to her and tell her. And she was like, well, you do it all this and third. And I say, I have to. <laughs> Drop the mister. Just call me Rick. Hey, Rick. Okay. Hey, girl. I don't mean that. No, she. You don't need to work on that. Maybe this right here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, listen. So, fans. 
What the? <laughs> well, thank y'all for joining us for this episode of Theories and Thoughts Deep Dive. Hello. Hello. Oh, I got the position. That's okay. <laughs> Hi, Queen. Because some people just leave it just like. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm sideways. Hi, please. Let me move my chair over a little bit. Hold on. A little. Okay. There we go. There we go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Yes, I'm still like, okay, there we go. Okay. You got it. Okay. Yes. Hello. See, I, oh, you said the yes. Okay, this is gonna be fun. Yes. Um, tonight, you guys, we have Miss Nikki Powell Cotman of Rally Up Magazine. She is. Um, it is a mental health magazine. Nikki, can you please tell our audience about yourself? Oh yes, most definitely. Um, I'm Nikki Powell Cotman. I am the founder of We Fight Foundation and Rally Up Magazine. We Fight Foundation was birthed from um, my daughter's mental challenges. She um, had several attempts of suicide. So I was that mom that just kind of educated myself, did everything I can to fight for her because um, this was over a decade ago. So we didn't have all these platforms and opportunities to go live and all this good stuff. So um, it, it required us to really... Um, dig in and be an advocate for our children. And so that's what birthed We Fight Foundation. I fight, you fight, we fight together. And then from that, I felt like um, it just kept things in a box. So um, the magazine was birthed um, just to get things, to get it to other countries, other states outside of just, um, you know, just having that organization support groups and, you know, social media. And um, so now actually is being read globally is in other countries. Um, so that's a blessing. Um, so that's pretty much who I am. Um, um, I mean, I'm on fire for God, y'all. Anybody follow me know that I love God too. So I'm always, um, um, I believe in faith and mental health um, because I, I do remove, remove the stigma of that, you know, pray about it and it will go away. But do know that it takes way more than that to um, get your mental health straight. So I am the true advocate for faith and mental health. So that's me. <laughs> uh, I love that. Um, and the fact that, you know, you found another way to continue the conversation and get more eyes on it. Like, that's really cool. I didn't know that that was how the magazine was started. So I wasn't aware, you know, which came first. But um, I did actually see one of your posts uh, not long ago, maybe the other day or something. You were actually talking about how you battle with anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and when I, I mean, 12, when I was 12 years old and when I, um, first had a panic attack, I can remember it. I was on the bleachers and all of a sudden I just felt like I was about to die. Like I couldn't breathe. My heart started beating fast. My palms were sweaty. I was just, I just took off running into the back room just like somebody helped me. And my gym teacher kind of grabbed me, told me to put my head down, breathe into this paper black paper bag. And she was just like, follow up with your primary. That's the first time I heard even uh, panic attacks or the word anxiety. But at that time you mentioned this to someone, they're like, what? And so it was so bad that I could be walking down the street with my friends and I would just take off running because I felt like I just wanted to get like, it was on me. It's like death was on me. And I just wanted to like run and like, I don't know, I'm just saying, they will run with me. You know how it is with us black folks. Somebody run, you run. And you ask questions. I do get where you're going. So they stop and like, what are we running for? Yeah. Oh, panic attack. And they're like, what? What's that? You know, so it was that bad. Um, and I was known for that. Like even now and I follow, you still had those panic attacks. So it was more so an embarrassment 
And I kept it to myself. Only people that was around me who actually experienced me having one would knew about that I had anxiety. So um, it didn't, it wasn't like my mom said, oh, let me get you some therapy or let me get you some medication. Or it was like, what? When she, you know, she shrugged it off when the doctor told me I had that. And so I struggled with it by myself. It wasn't the one who gave me no coping tips. Uh, it was the best thing that a lady um, had finally told me about using Benadryl as a PRN. So I would just use Benadryl you know, for like, um, you know, the plane rides, you know, things that would just get me all anxious. And then to, to confirm that it was another black, black psychiatrist when I was taking my daughter through that Benadryl is a PRN. And that was something he told me I could get my daughter. So I was like, wow. So that was what I used for a long time, you know, before I even did therapy. So, yeah. What, what is PRN? Um, basically use it as needed. <laughs> Yep, use it as needed. Okay, I um we talk a lot about mental health on this show because okay. we're big, big advocates of that. You know, go see a therapist, and I always say I have my Jesus and I have my therapist. Mm -hmm. Just like I go to the doctor if my arm is hurting me, I need to go to the doctor if my <laughs> if my mental is not. Um, when did you decide? I know you said when you was dealing with your daughter and her needs, mm -hmm. you started you know, wanting to learn more. What was like the first steps in that? For my daughter or myself? For your, what came first? Your daughter? Well, I didn't get any help for myself. Like, oh. you know, I just did what I could to cope, right? Okay. But what, when my daughter started experiencing uh, mental challenges, and especially after her first attempt to at suicide, it weighed heavy on me because I'm like on suicide watch, I'm not knowing, you know, what's next. And especially when it was like the second attempt, then, third, you know, it just heightened my anxiety. So you got family therapy, you know, you're getting help for her. She did um, inpatient, you know, she's been through several different uh, facilities. So what came with that, which was a blessing was family therapy. And, and you know, they talked to the parent, um, you know, uh, where they are, their mental, you know, because we can't in the whole, and I remember having, um, uh, she had a black uh, woman therapist and she was just basically saying that you can't be there for your daughter. You know, if you, you we need to talk about your mental, how right. you're coping, what you're doing, the tools and tips you have to be able to advocate for your daughter. Because what happened was, as I was trying to get mentally stable enough to take to care for her, if they felt like she was not going to be, because she ended up having, because I didn't know how to, to advocate for her. I didn't know how to be there for her. I didn't even know um, how to support her. So with me not being educated, she that's mm -hmm. what kind of led to the, the multiple attempts. I didn't know to give her, I didn't know the tips and tools of like mm -hmm. catching her when she was at a bad place, you know, and maybe scheduling a therapy appointment or just kind of being proactive because I was still like trying to deal with the way I was coping or trying to uh, understand what's going on. What is this? What is trying to kill my daughter? Because that's how I felt. Someone was trying to take her out. Um, I still was trying to understand the mental. I, that was the first time really I knew anxiety was something I had, but I still didn't put it in the category of mental health. Like what, what is that? You know, what does that really look like? The, what, what is the importance, how to be proactive. And so the blessing with that was, um, they wouldn't allow her to come home with me because she had multiple attempts. It was like I had to learn the ends of out of what it means to show up for her. And in order for her to show up for her, I had to learn how to, you know, fill my cup, take care of me 
you know what I mean, to be able to be there for her. So her, so actually it came first with my daughter, you know what I mean? It is like, wow, that makes sense. You know, I need to really work on me, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you all mentioned, um, you know, um, the domestic violence part. And to be honest, my house was dysfunctional, you know what I mean? Um, and I say it now because I'm healed, right? But I wouldn't been able to talk about it before. But my house was dysfunctional. It was toxic. So you're talking about trying to even that was a part of her trigger it was a part of my trigger it was it was a trigger for me and my anxiety so it was a lot going on how can i show up for her so it was like you know what um i had to even find how to get a safe space and be able to take care of my mental even in the midst of the jack up stuff that was going up in the home you know what i mean so yeah i know that's what i was about to say but i love the fact that they were like you have to get yourself together in order to be able to help her and that is so important because that you said well i'm going to i am i am going to get myself together because there's some parents that are like there's nothing wrong with me there's something wrong with her and you deal with that and don't worry about me so the fact that you were like no i'm i got an advocate for myself now so you started that process and you got the therapy and everything so i commend you on that oh thank you thank you it was um it was difficult to sit at a treatment they had um you know basically use a whole her whole psychiatric team you sit in there and they talking language it's like foreign language you know, all you know is you can't take your child home. You know, you listening to all these words, man, and this is going on and she hasn't did this and this and that. And sorry, we want to keep her for another three months. So we want to keep her. No- what? What you mean? You know what I mean? That was the most hurtful thing to be able um, her birthday holidays. I'm talking about Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, these special holidays. She spent it in, in this facility um, mm-hmm. because, um you know, just that bit, bit trying to best. I, I look back at that and I know they were doing it for her best interest because it's like, hey, she has not had one attempt. She had several attempts. Right. And so um, that part alone pushed me to learn the language as well. I needed to be able to advocate for her. You know what I mean? To say, I understand what it means to safe proof my home. I understand what it means to, um, you know, um, what with the with the stages of being like if she's at a, a crisis moment you know what i'm saying or maybe she just need to get a quick appointment or you know those different stages because it's not just quickly you miss it but it don't just kind of go from oh um you know i'm here but then i'm here but then as time's going over bipolar it does you know so it's just mm-hmm. being able to you have to really know what, what you're dealing with and so when i got to the point that i was able to sit at that table and say hey i, I got you know and talk that language and and, and do my um um I did my research. I was in school for um, education. I changed my profession to psychology. So I did my papers on her. That allowed me to learn what I was, you know, what she had, what she, you know, what was her diagnosis? How can I help her? How, you know what I'm saying? How can I advocate for her? How can I show up as her? You know, I learned, I, when I say I learned, I changed it to psychology. All my papers was on my daughter. That's how I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a real mother though, you know, yeah, like yeah. really, and you, it was kind of like a double the bonus. So now you were able to be better equipped also for your business, but also to be better equipped for your daughter. But I mean, at the time, you probably think about, you know, business no, I wasn't. <laughs> I really wasn't. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, yeah. but it, it helps you with that because now you're even more knowledgeable in that field. But then also it helps with even yourself and possibly being able to deal with your anxiety, you know. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, um, I don't know, you could go. 
Oh, so when did you decide I'm going to make a business? I'm, I want a business. I need to start a business around this to give awareness to this situation, to mental health. When did you say, you know what? I went to school for it. I have worked with my daughter with this. There's other people out here that I need to help because some people, we keep all the education to ourselves and all the information. And we're, we're just like, I'm just going, it's going to stay right here. When did you say I have to go out and tell everybody else? Um, actually, um, we were staying in some apartments and my daughter was attending, um, a high school in there and, um, right in the back of where my niece was staying, one of the kids that went to that school had hung his, hung himself. And, and my niece was so terrified because she was able to see it. She looked through her, you know, it was at a window. So when she looked out the window, she saw him hanging and they tried to notify the parents. I mean, the parents didn't even know right away. So it was just kind of like, hey, he's back in, he, it was on the backyard at the bottom of the patio. Um, it hit me so hard. It hit me so hard. And we actually had a meeting. I called up my nieces, you know, we had a conversation, you know, all my daughter and all of us sitting in the living room. And I can remember saying, we need to do something. I said, I am that, I said, you know, I'm that mom that I know the grace and mercy of just, you know, he, he has purpose for my daughter. Cause you know, this is bigger than me. Right. And, and, and then this was just the cross that I had to, to carry and God equipped me for, for such as this. Right. So I had to, God, what is, you know, for it to be that visual, like right there in my, within, you know, the kids and they're trying to process this that day we sat in there and they actually helped me like come up with the logo, with the gloves and the name. And we were like really brainstorming on this thing. And I was just like, wow, God, is this really about to take me? Like, I don't know anything about starting a, um, you know, a nonprofit, but I just knew after that day, like that parent. Now I had to process the, the attempts and it was six attempts. They got to process losing their child. You know what I mean? I remember riding in that um, that Amalams and, and it was the longest ride ever. And I, I couldn't ride in the back with her. I had to ride in the front seat. But I hear them saying stat and they're moving and they're like, you know, talking this language. And from from my understanding, her, um, her veins had collapsed. They couldn't get an IV in. So she was really at a bad place because at that time, the medication that, you know, took was already in her system. They couldn't even pump it out. So it was just like that touch and go. Didn't know what was going to happen to her within those 48 hours, 24 hours. You know what I mean? They just had her on watch. That was enough for me. But to actually someone, one of the, I don't know whether what parent or who had to get them down and experience that. That's so much. No way. So if I can reach a, a, mom, a caregiver, because that's what it's about. We envision, you know, um, a world with no suicide and normalizing mental health. You have to start having a conversation with your kids. You can't wait till they get that bad off and they decide to get, I don't care if they get bad grades or put so much pressure on them. They decide I'm done. That is a young person just saying, I'm done with this world. We got to create, we have to have conversation with them. It can't just be like how I was school and don't ask them. We have to be so deep, like sit down and talk to them, lay down across their bed, you know, while they watching this show and, and, and slip questions in there, you know, cause they had their conference If they playing a game, sit with them, start asking questions. But the fact is you have to get in their space to see where their heads are because I'm sure he was struggling. And I know that's when my daughter called it silent cries. When I look back at her silent cries, at one point she liked to look good and, and dress nice. But then all of a sudden she didn't care how her hair was looking. And she was going to school with sweatpants and looking crazy. I ain't questioning that. I was like, oh, she's just going through something. Maybe it's the time of the month. I gave it everything, but that she was suicidal. And I could have been that same mom. So at the end of the day, we have to, I, it, it was something needed to be done. 
And, and that's what we're about. We're about the youth and the young adults and, I, and the parent. I believe in walking alongside the parent. It's not just about the children, but if, because the children, you can get the children all the help they want, but if, they, if their parent could be the trigger, we can be their trigger. We can be the one that's pushing them on the edge. We can be the one that's mm -hmm. like, I'm tired of this and I don't want to live here no more. And I don't want to, you know, we can be their trigger. So, you know, helping that parent to own up because we just, I'm the parent and you're going to listen to me and you're going to do mm -hmm. it to them and get them to be respectful. You know what I'm saying? And have that reverence fear, but not to push them to the point that they don't want to live anymore. We don't know. Right. It could be the environment. It could be so much, you know. And so parents need the help too. So I'm that parent coach. I'm here for you. I'm here. You walking through your things. I'm not here to judge you. You know what I mean? Because I've been there and done that. But somebody got to step up and say, because we quick to just, you know, go after the adults and give them help. But what about our youth? They are next generation. They overdosing. They self medicating because they trying to deal with life stresses. They haven't even been taught the tools and the coping skills to deal with life stresses. We got to give them something to work with. Right. And I'm, that's a real, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say that that's, that's a lot because I deal with my niece and I feel like she self-medicate. Um, and in talking to her, I try my best. Like I even tell, like I've given you therapy. I've, I'm here to talk to you, but you still go and you rather talk to people who don't know. They's trying to figure out life. But I'm here. I'm I'm here. Mm. Like I do. Like people tell me, fancy this over. I do. I go overboard for her. Like mm. I, you know. But and I try to give her that love. But is her parents and situations with them that she wants? When I'm right here, like mm. I'm giving you the things that you want, but I'm not the person that she wants it from. Mm -hmm. And I've tried the therapy, and I've tried this. So that that's awesome to have someone to walk with you because I'm sure sometimes I'm her trigger because mm -hmm. at times I'm like, I don't care. Listen, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I, you don't care. You don't want to tell me when you come in. Cool. I'm going to treat you like a roommate. If you, mm -hmm. you can't tell me where you at at night or these are, I'm going to treat you like this because it's hard because mm -hmm. it gets hard on the parent because me, I mean, she'd be 21, but she's still a child. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, look, now <laughs> I care that I'm not mm -hmm. trying to be in your business. I love you enough to care mm -hmm. and want better for you, but it's hard, you know. Sometimes just that first question that we don't tend to ask, we ready to like address the problem and go through this. Sometimes it's just simply just saying, listen, I, I mean, you know, I, I've done all I thought that I can do to show up for you, but really giving them the floor to just say, you know, how can I, you know, because I'm noticing the pullback. You got to just call it out like what it is. I notice you're pulling away. I know it's not, it's not, we're, we're not where I want it to be, but really having the, like giving them the opportunity. Sometimes they don't, they don't like to express exactly how they feel because they don't want to make you upset. So I know if I say X, Y, Z to you, you ain't gonna do nothing but yell and act like, da, 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 you know what I mean? Cause it may not be what we want to hear. So at this point, like I'm going to, I really want to heal. How can I show up for you? I really want to know what's going on or even trying to have them to, to journal or write it down. Like, can you, you know, write me a letter? I'm willing to put everything you're feeling about me, you know, your parents, whatever that is, because at this point, you know, how can I, you know, be there for you? It's about you. I care about you, your well-being, and I want you to be okay. And I just, you know, feel like there's still some things that you're, you're struggling with. 
that alone is like, wow, not really a list of you ain't and why, and, uh, you know, it's just like, it's it's about you right now. Right. You and I know I mean? yeah. I, I give her a journal and I told her, look, how do I help you? And she's like, you do everything right. Like you do it. So that could be not to cut you off, but right. that alone, see, and, and two being a caregiver, you see what I'm saying? It's, it, she said it. And it could be the parents. It, no matter how much you're trying to feel that guy, that's a battle. It's hard to get out of that abandonment feeling. You know what I mean? Because it, it, and to be honest, I mean, I'm willing to even give you. It's it's, it's so many um um ways. It, it's not an overnight process. You know what I mean? Think about um. You hear adults talking about abandonment or not having their parent or not having their mom or not having their dad and how they affect their relationships and their friendships. You know what I mean? Um. And so instead of taking it personal, if you heard that and that's what she said it is, then it's like how. So now it's like I need to have a conversation with someone who helped me. How do I show up with someone who has abandonment issues? You see what I'm saying? So, not trying to make this a whole. No, this is, this is what this is about because I dealt with abandonment issues, so I know what that feels yeah, like. Yeah. And I just try to be the best version of myself and a healthy version of myself. Yeah, yeah. I literally, my therapist, and I'm gonna get off the, get off. <laughs> my therapist, I actually got for her, mm. but I kept her, mm. and she didn't. And then she was like, well, I don't want to go to her because she might end up telling you what I tell her. I'm like, that lady is not about to risk her job, her license. For mm -hmm. you, like you mm -hmm. were not that important to her. Mm -hmm. So, they I mean, but even hearing that, so it's like, okay, I get it because that is true. Even though, no matter how much you're saying she won't, they won't, it's a trust thing. So, I would say, well, you know what? Let's get you another one. I did. Yeah. So, I got another one that okay. she, she like, but one therapist is like, you can't push her because she has to have mm -hmm. a buy in. And the other one is like, well, you know her background. So, you have to push her. So, I'm just like, I listen. Mm -hmm. I've done what I can. Yeah. I'm I mean, I'm still trying, but you know. And she may benefit, and this is what why we have our mentorship, because our mentorship looks different. She may benefit from someone. Um, it's not necessary. See, all kids don't, I mean, not all kids, but well, I'm just gonna say young adults to youth and young adults, they don't benefit from the uh, always they you can get a like go to the therapist maybe get a treatment plan but they don't always benefit from that type of um uh setting but having like that mentorship where they'll meet them in a community meet them in the environment but still provide those um carry out the treatment plan does that make sense and so that's part that's part of that's how we um operate you know with our program providing you know what i mean um meeting them in their in their um environment coming down to their level where that is more effective you know what i'm saying than just pushing them go to the therapy session or whatever sitting in here you know what i'm saying they don't there it doesn't always work out well that way so maybe you need to just kind of play around with some different options of how to reach her but um you know hang in there you know it 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 it, it just sounds like the therapy part may not work for her she may need to get a different type of treatment you know plan and uh the way it's approached to carry out the treatment plan thank you yeah thank you. well i just want to um acknowledge some of the comments that have been made so i see charita brooks said thank you for sharing this information came at the right time for me oh, and then um mr thomas brooks 
Oh, okay, maybe they related. Just looking at those last names, but um, he was speaking. To everyone, so greetings, Thomas. Oh, hi. Uh, Lauren Williams said all families should have professional help. Family counseling is a must. And Lauren also was saying we need a dad on the panel also. But well, this is an interview, Lauren. But we <laughs> and dads, yeah, it would be good though. That is a good idea. Um, you know, for something in the future, or even some maybe something that Nikki can take on with you know the magazine. Um, since they are a mental health magazine, but just yeah, like, absolutely, yeah, to see more black men discussing mental health, although it is becoming. A little more common, I think now. Um, I don't know if yeah, it's coming. Yeah, to we, we're seeing it more frequently. Yeah, men are short. Men are short enough. Short up. We have men, even though in our um, treatment, you know, in our program that, you know, uplift kings. It's a part of it. You know, the men who uh, meet the men right where they are to help them in situations. So we're definitely, you know, even though you see us, our face, you know, there are still men that back us and, and connected us. And then I do, you know, like you say with the magazine, I do a men's issue. I believe in you know, um, giving them a platform and hearing their voice because they have a voice as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So tell us about the magazine. Oh, uh, well, I was curious. I was actually about to ask because um, I was curious about the name Rally Up. I was just wondering, I, I was like, does it mean something, yes, you know, them, but I just don't know if I what yeah. I know it from. So rallying up, um, what we envision with the rallying up is rallying up everyone. So whether it's the mental health professionals, the parents, you know what I mean? Um, the community, everyone, like it takes a village. So when you think about rallying up, we're all coming together to fight. So that's what rallying up coming. We're rallying up to fight, you know, so it's rallying up to save lives. That's the movement, right? To fight this, you know, this whole ugliness that can come behind mental health, but instead of giving it, normalizing and make it, you know, normal, just like our physical health, right? But fighting that bad to come with it, how you get to that bad place, it definitely to end the suicide. So it's literally just riling up everyone who it takes, you know, grandparents, aunties, uncles, you know, psychiatrists, you know what I mean? Nonprofits, everybody, you all, everyone is willing to open up their platform and talk about mental health. You know what I mean? That's where rallying up came from. Yeah. So you see the boxing gloves back there. And you know, it's the fight. Everything is about, you know, right. to fight. You know, yeah, the stigma and all that. You know, we know it can give an ugly. How many times people are crazy and shameful and you know weakness. You know, all the your words that come behind. You know, um, someone who say I'm struggling mentally. You know, it's time to make it that um, we can be comfortable to say today is not a good day. You know, today even for children, us taking a mental day, kids have a mental day. Like I just need a day. I just need a day. You know, so yeah. Okay. So tell us more about the magazine. What things do you touch on? What articles can be found? Um, what it's um, I when I it, when I thought of the magazine, I was like, mental health can be like so many a part of so many things, right? And so, um, and then um. And I always thought about like the essence, how it just had it touched on everything. You know, I got so many topics, fashion, even our fashion section. My daughter's a part of the uh, fashion uh, section. She's a fashion director, but she had a she dealt she did um, dealt with like low self esteem. You know, didn't believe in herself. So that section gave her, you know, uh, a sense of worth. And so she put quotes. She come up with outfits, you know, different season, and she put quotes, like encouraging quotes, affirmations about body image, self-image. That is what that section is. So it's actually a fashion, um, fashion section. We have a teen corner, you know, um, you know, um, a youth corner, youth zone. 
and it's uh, under 18. And actually, um, I have youth writers. So they get the right. We hear their voice. They do poetry. You know, um, I had um, art, you know, articles, whatever they feel like that they want to voice about mental health. That's their whole, that's their section. We have the youth zone. So we have love and mental health. We touch on the relationship part, how relationships can mess you up mentally, how it can throw you completely off, how a divorce can just make you jacked up from the flow up and you need to get yourself together. So we talk about love and mental health. We got faith in mental health. I had to have that in there. Hello. So we bring in some pastors and people that talk about, they they open up about their mental struggle of, um, okay, yeah, I might, you know, um, uh, I'm a Christian or whatever, you know, and I, but I still, you know, struggle with my mental health. And so we have our faith and mental health section encouraging um, people who um, are Christians or love God to say, look, you still got to pause. You know, it's okay. You know, you don't have to suffer in silence. Um, so we have our making a difference. Those are from like my organizations, nonprofits, people who are, may not be mental health professionals, but they're doing great things in the community. So that, those are our people that's making a difference. Then we have our mental health change agents. Those are my, you know, um, psychiatrists, my, you know, therapists and everyone who are, um, you know, the, did the daggone thing and still doing the daggone thing. Right. And so we have a health and, health and wellness where I get um, provide like. Um, maybe some foods and stuff that's good for your mental health, you know, exercises that's for your um, good for your mental health. And then we have like little um, word search and things, you know, to kind of little coloring, adult coloring, you know, to kind of exercise the, um, you know, the mind um, throughout the magazine. So it's really like impact. Matter of fact, I have my magazine. So this is the, um, this is not the latest one, but this was the mess since he was talking about the mess, but Okay. Yeah, so much good good stuff. Like, uh, we try to make it. Um, oh, we have a dear Amanda. So, if you have any questions, so even anyone on here, they can actually email us the questions. And we have a dear Amanda section in there. It's from the therapy, is dope. Um, Amanda is a therapist, Amanda Flood. And that's her um, trademark of therapy, is dope. So, she actually takes her time to answer questions in the magazine. You know, where I got that from from the Washington Post. Remember back in the day, they used to do the oh, Abby or something. <laughs> And I just felt like because some people have questions and they don't really want to like call a therapist, but they want to just drop it in there to see what direction they need to go in. That's what that section for. So we have Dear Amanda and I love that section too. She is she is committed. So if you have questions, hey, send us those questions. So I mean, I hope I ain't miss anything, but it's like packed for the, you know, it is. We try to touch on everything. We really do. So where are you located? I'm um, it's originated in Laurel. Right, Laurel, Maryland. We're in Maryland, and okay. um, it's quarterly. So, um, but we try to get it out digitally and print. My print. Anyone who here listening, we've been having issues with the printer. So, please forgive me, y'all. Yeah, get your magazine. But um, those me and Fancy was talking about that. Those hiccups behind the scene of like, everyone just see, you know, the cuteness and the beautiful of it. But we're still people, you know, that have our ups and downs, our roller coasters. And imagine my anxiety. Of trying to be in leadership of a, um, a very impactful magazine. So, um, but all I can do is just show up as me and give it all I got. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing a great job at it. And like I was saying when we were talking about it, I'm like, it happens. Cause I remember, um, but maybe it was about two years ago. Like I, I actually was so sick that I was in a hospital for a week and like mm -hmm. basically, you know, I was away from the business all that time. And I was just, you know, I was terrified cause you hate the thought of that, mm -hmm. that time away. 
but you realize like even with my illness while they never really knew what was wrong but they were thinking it was all stress related you know they were mm -hmm. saying oh it's all in your head you know you're mm -hmm. causing it yourself and then you got these people over here that's waiting on you like I, I wasn't gonna say what I'm about to say but <laughs> you push through well, I feel you I feel that's where I was at that's what just happened I was sick I was sick for an entire week and not only that I got sick but then it's like, I still, even after that week, you're not totally well. But then you're like, I got to pay catch up. Like, you know, all you think is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then boom, my, you know, I don't have a, a print. I don't know what happened. You're not, you know, the communication, you're trying to get in contact with people about the magazine, editing, all the things that goes into it. You, no one's moving fast. You know how you just like, why am I the only one trying to get this to go and everybody moving in slow motion? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so then that, there I go, my anxiety. So I got to say, I got to work. I got to stay cool. My mental about to just, I'm about to be all the way over here, you know? And I, she was like, I go, okay, Nikki, you got to get your ther therapist and all that. So it was like, that's what I've been experiencing for the last 30 days. So um, like these last two weeks, maybe a week it's been good you know what i mean so it's like okay you know what let's pick because i was ready to just wait just wave the flag i'm, I'm done y'all <laughs> but it's too stressful you know what i'm saying but i have an awesome team so shout out to my team i when i say they was like uh-uh they were like oh, what, you, what you need we got you you know what i'm saying but then being able to be okay with asking for that help. Like I'm delegating stuff out, but I'm like, I don't want to put too much else on you. No, that's what we're here for. So I got a bomb.com team. When I say they showed up, was like, we got this, we're going to do this. We got this. And you know, so now we're back moving. Now it's like trying to play catch up, but that's okay. Because when you got true supporters and they really understand the mission and the vision, they don't go nowhere, but no ones that drop off, you know, cause they feeling like you ain't, you know, moved the way they wanted you to move. I don't want them people. I want the people that's gonna grind with us. Right. <laughs> so, no way. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's hard though to get to that point of acceptance. But you, when you get there, you like you know what? It's not even about that. It's about the people that's gonna be impacted because you know it's easy for me to just give up. But then I think about all the people that's gonna give up if I don't keep doing what I'm doing because right. I'm cultivating hope. Right. So. Yes. Uh, somebody, this actually, the magazine is going to touch somebody right when they need it. That's what's going to end up. Amen. Right. Amen. And that's what's going on. So um, I appreciate you all opening up your platform and for us to have this conversation about mm -hmm. mental health. Any opportunity I get, I'm telling you, I'm so passionate about it. Um, I mean, because like I said, when you carrying a cross like that and you, your child's life is at risk like that. You know, I already know my own personal struggles. You know what I'm saying? Because I even deal with seasonal depression. And to know that her um, darkness, because she described her days as gray. Can you imagine just living a day with just gray every day? It's just dim every day. I actually be saying the same thing. It's so crazy to hear somebody else say that. Like, she has bipolar. But we, yeah. gonna, we already know what we are right <laughs> so I, I describe my days like they're two gray days. That's what I Gray call. days. And I just be like, so I call her my sunshine, right? And that's because she is such a ray of sunshine. But that's what we talk about, how we had talked about even the um, the uh, the um, USA, you know, um, that took her life. Um, they were like, how? You understand what I'm saying? It's, you know, people can smile. You can get up and go to work every day smiling masking and she is such a ray of sunshine she brings so much light to so many people laughing and everything but inside i know it's a struggle 
I'm that call at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. She crying just like, mom, I'm so tired because her tired means so something so much different. And she's boohooing like, I'm so tired. I'm just tired. And I'm just like, you know, and I'm just got to be ready. I don't turn my phone off. I was all the way at, uh, on my honeymoon. And she called me on my honeymoon and she was crying and apologizing. I'm so sorry. I'm supposed to be a big girl. You know, at this time she goes to a little, little girl thing. And I said, girl, listen, hush. <laughs> you know, right. She said, I tried. I didn't want to call you. I tried so hard to deal with it myself, but she was having a moment and I was right. I don't turn my phone off. That's how, that's how hard I go, you know, for mine. And, and I've been her advocate. Cause you always said, I don't need therapist. I got you. I said, no, honey, you really need. <laughs> I need a break, you know. But that's how hard I go, you know, for mine. Yeah. Right. Well, we have Miss Nikki Coleman. Miss um, not Coleman. Paul Cotman. Um, the website is www.rallyupmagazine.com, spelled exactly like that. IG is Rally Up Magazine. Um, if you would like to get in touch with her, is there anything that we missed or you didn't say that you want to make sure you say? Um, no, just anyone who's struggling, um, you know, in silence, you know, you don't have to suffer in silence. Please get help, you know, get some help and 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 know that you're not alone. It's so many organizations and people are here to reach out to. All it takes is just a message and um, someone will be there to help you. And make sure you check out the um, foundation, wefightfoundation.org. Um, and get, we also provide support too. You putting that out there. <laughs> Thank you so 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 much. Thank you for um, having me, Queens. Or even um, you know, just telling me that maybe I just need to get her a mentor. Um, I'm working through it. But you got hey, reach out to me. Uh, we could talk more, you know, um, about it, and and I'm willing to assist you in the process of trying to, you know, be there for her and even get her on the um her healing journey because that's what I say. It's a, a mental wellness journey, right? Um. You know, so that I mean, it doesn't stop here. I'm, I'm we connected, <laughs> so yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for coming. No problem. Blessings, queens. Blessings. Blessings. That was impactful. Um, so many times we have, um, our guest is not just for our audience, it's for us as well. Because <laughs> it helps. It's like they help us. We be over here taking notes and everything. But that's what we set out to do. We set out to have the hard conversations and these conversations of things that actually happen, you know, actually is going on. And um, she even talked about suicide and all of those different things. And we don't talk about it enough, even though we did talk about it last month. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Well, yeah, we talked about suicide last month. Yeah, suicide, but just the anxiety and everything was causing it, and how does you how do you feel and the triggers and everything. So that was good that she talked about that, and you know, just at a young age. Anywho, I have on um, Nikki. It is some. It's spring, so I decided to take out my pink lipstick because <laughs> I I don't know. I just think the pink matches my red. I don't know, but this is Nikki from um, the Candy Lady Cosmetics. Yeah, it, does, it does go well together, though. I was looking at it. Thank you. My earrings are from Sunita's Boutique. I'm not Sunita's Boutique. Sunita's Designs. That's where my earrings come from. I am. I'm tired. I'm sorry. That's why I was joining. I don't even know why I'm tired. I think it's just all the sugar I've ingested. Anywho. Fancy. 
Because I'm tired. I don't know why I'm tired. And I think I'm tired because I I don't know. Maybe I'm feeling you're tired. I don't yeah. know. Like, you talking about you tired and you forgetting this, but I get it because I'm feeling the same way. So yeah, I, I pushed through tonight. I'm proud of myself because I am good. proud of you. Because <laughs> at first I was like, is she coming on? <laughs> um, and I got my daddy around my neck. Oh. <laughs> um, so ladyceo.com is my is my website. Um, my link tree is Lady CEO. Remember, Lady is spelled with the I. My IG is Lady. Dot CEO. I am Lady CEO on all platforms. My email address is Anya, A-R-N-Y-A, at LadyCEO.com. If there's any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions that you would like to um, make, you can email us at theoriesandthoughts at LadyCEO.com. Lady spelled with an I. Fancy. All right. And you guys can always find me um, at Fancy Swagger on all social media platforms, including Clubhouse. And um, of course, the magazine is swagger.net. So you can always go there and we post new articles um, all throughout the week, sometimes even on Saturday. So there's always tons of content that you all can check out. And um, it seems like it's something else I'm supposed to be saying. But I, oh, well, just because this was a mental health. Um, episode i will be one of the panelists for the mind your business um event which is being presented by lakeisha mosley lakeisha was on earlier today but i'll be sharing more information about that and um and yeah so you all can uh we'll be sharing the flyer and so on across our social media so you all have the dates and the times because it's going to be it's actually a three-day event and then i'm speaking on one of the panels on one of the days so but you all can check out the full thing and we'll have more information about that also you are looking for panelists Oh, right. And I am looking for panelists. I'm looking for a mental health professional for the her, I mean, for um, Reclaiming My Mind, which is actually a Swagger Magazine event that we're hosting on May 26th. We also have some vendor opportunities available if anybody, um, if your brand, you know, aligns with the whole mental health aspect or uh, health and wellness. And this is actually going to be like a... Um, a speaker event but we're going to be doing a crafting activity at the same time so uh you all can check it out and we haven't posted it on eventbrite right yet just yet because i'm waiting to get my last speaker but if you all know of anyone then um send them to the website and the form is on there okay if you're in the dallas area i forgot we have um the walk of a woman meetup this week it will be thursday if you'd like to attend so i can make sure i are as we make a reservation for enough people the amount of people um you can go on eventbrite and put in the walk of a woman and it'll tell you all the information so all right. that's all i got all right well peace and blessings y'all bye y'all